This market in general, right, that we're in now is, to me, mind-boggling. Um, we've gone through some pretty historic uh, inflationary pressure, right? Um, there's been some really interesting macro events on on the, on the horizon that have occurred. Um, we've got a couple wars going on in the world. I'm I'm just mystified at the strength of this market. I really I can't believe it. This episode of Early Bird, Kevin Lutheranhausen, the Chief Content Officer at the Tradier Hub. Kevin goes by the name Lex. Lex joins the podcast today to talk about what this recent earnings season tells us about the markets, including a look at the magnificent seven stocks. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right. Kevin, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. Thanks Appreciate for, it. Thanks for joining, Kevin. Well, I know you like to go by Lex, so we'll call you Lex uh, on this podcast. We're going to talk today about this recent earnings season, which is wrapping up, and what that earnings season might tell us about the markets. But before we do that, Kevin or Lex, um, if you could tell us in about 30 seconds or less, what, uh, what, what should the audience know about you and your background? Sure. Okay, real briefly. So I started in the trading business as an options market maker um, about 100 years ago. So I was one of those dinosaurs who existed down on the trading floor with the funny jackets on. And Lex is incidentally my was my trading acronym. Um, so I started down there making markets in options. That's what I did first. Um, we created a big market maker business that we sold in about 05. I continued in the business. We wrote some some software that Tradier ultimately purchased. That's what brings me to Tradier today. So I work for them, which uh, who owns a Tradier brokerage, which is a retail uh, online brokerage firm. So that's where I am now. And I am the chief content officer of our new Tradier hub, cool. which is an educational ecosystem. Fantastic. And so you certainly yeah. know a lot about the markets. We just wrapped up earnings season. Um, for those listeners who might be totally new to the market, this is the time of time of each quarter when uh, publicly traded companies will disclose their financials from the previous quarter. And we as investors get to dissect those uh, financial releases and to see what it means for the company as well as the broader market. Um, Lex, what, what stood out to you this earnings season? Well, as we, as we spoke pre-show, you know, I, I tend to pay attention to the what they call the Magnificent Seven, mm. right? So that's the Microsofts, Google, um, Amazon, Meta, Apple, Tesla, NVIDIA, um, those stocks. Now, a little bit ago, NVIDIA had below out earnings, just tripled expectations. 
Um, and I believe that stock um, upon the earnings announcement was up about 20% or something crazy. It's a $600 stock, $700 stock. Yeah. Uh, so that's quite a move. So that was, that was amazing. And, and, and what a lot of focus has been, especially with this group is, you know, how are all these companies um, going to embrace AI? Um, because that's the new buzz word or acronym that I hear in the retail community, especially everyone's talking about AI. So, you know, who's going to be a player here? Obviously, NVIDIA makes chips and all that sort of thing that can power this whole AI revolution. Um, and, you know, we're seeing some pretty good, solid earnings from this group. Uh, you know, Tesla didn't do so great, um, but but the bulk of these guys did pretty well. No, so. you're absolutely right. AI and the AI boom, it's what investors are talking about. Um, on your last point with Tesla, it wasn't just Tesla, I noticed, who had uh, disappointing earnings um, in the past earnings season. It was all the EV companies, for the most yeah. part, struggled. What, what, what do you make of that? So, um, yeah, you know, I, I do a show myself, and we've been talking about that a good bit there. Um, it, I think people have been trying to, you know, shove EVs down down the consumer's throat, and I just find that, you know, they the, the uh, people who buy automobiles in this country just don't own electric vehicles yet. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get, they're not going to get there, but they're just not ready to make that conversion. Now, truth be told, I own a Tesla, and I love it. Okay. Uh, I think it's an awesome car. Um, I'm not doing it for electricity or anything else like that. I do it because I, it's convenient. I don't drive a lot. Um, but I think, you know, most of America probably isn't like that. They probably have a little bit more um, needy sort of mileage than, than someone like myself. And therefore, you know, EV world hasn't figured it out. Additionally, they're kind of expensive, right? Even though the entry models say they're a certain price, by the time you, you doctor them up a little bit, they're, they're a lot more expensive. Um, so I don't know. I think we're going to get there. I just don't think we're ready to embrace it open arms a hundred percent yet. No, you're um, right. The demand is not exactly with the supply for the EV market. Um, sticking with Lex and what you've discussed about the Magnificent Seven, you know, some of the, those types of stocks that reported earnings in the past few weeks that haven't done well, to me, that stand out are Google and Microsoft. Uh, both stocks are obviously still good, but they, they did not produce good earnings. And um, especially in the case of Google, where investors were just not happy where the company was headed in terms of its advertising revenue. Um, what, what do you make of Google? Yeah, you know, Google's not one I followed a whole bunch. Um, they definitely missed. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know where Google where Google missed on, on this one, Stephen. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I haven't I haven't been delving into Google. I don't trade it very much. I trade the others a decent amount, mm -hmm. uh, especially Tesla. I trade a lot. I, I became bearish in Tesla, as, as we just discussed. So I, I had bearish plays on. Um, but Google, I don't have a position on. I, I, it's one of those ones. You know, it's funny about it. When I was a specialist in the options world down on the trading floor, Google was one of my stocks. Mm. So we were specialists in that. So you think I know more about it. But um, unfortunately, I don't. We, we options traders don't pick directions very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's stick on the Magnificent Seven. There, there were two others that did very well during earning earning season. There was Amazon, who announced results. Uh, turns out they had a great holiday season. No surprises there. But then Meta also produced strong results. Got a good reaction mainly because it announced its first ever dividend. Um, well, what was your reaction to the results from Meta and Amazon during earnings season? Yeah. So Meta, you know, Meta has a lot of things going on now. The dividend's a big thing. So what I noticed, you know, especially among the retail folks, 
they love dividend stocks, first of all, right? So that's going to open up another, you know, interest level from that that entire retail world. Um, it, it, it Most of those retail kind of traders, investors, they love to have that income stream. They always look for that sort of thing, whether they're trading options or they can just get it in a dividend. So that's a big plus when, when a company can return that sort of value back to the consumer. I think people love that. No, you're, um, you're absolutely the right. The other one, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> No, and Amazon, interesting, I just read um, Bezos' book. I'm not sure he didn't write it, but it's about him, the Everything Store. And I, it's probably a little bit older book. Um, but, man, that that guy, you know, I know he's kind of peeling out now from the business, but they want to be in every aspect of your life, right? And all of a sudden, they become the world's biggest um, shipping entity over FedEx and UPS and the U.S. Post Office. They become, they get into that market as well, which is insane. So, they're touching so much, so much of our daily lives. Um, Amazon. I, I I never thought it would get to where it is in terms of you know s- some sort of profitability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, has it crushed it? He everything he's touched more or less. There are a couple of few missteps uh, he's made, but it's just turned to gold. It really has, and the and the stock performance is is living proof, right? Yeah, it, it's doing very well. Amazon. And finally, as I guess as we're rounding out the magnificent seven, Apple certainly comes to mind. But Apple. Apple's results had problems. The investors did not like the results. I think the big issue from my standpoint was that sales in China struggled in the past quarter, and Apple, as a result, couldn't recover from that. What, what did you make of Apple's results uh, most yeah, recently? I, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, they did have problems in China. I, you know, look at it's that's another company that's hard to bet against. Now, having said that, I bet against them. Uh, now, I, and I, I did the, I did a show on this as well. Um, I am not a long-term bear on Apple at all, okay? I am a short-term kind of retracement consolidation kind of player in Apple. Just a little bit of a play. I mean, that stock's been pretty darn strong for a long time, right? They've introduced some unbelievable products. The one question mark I have with, with going forward with Apple is their new um, uh, VR, virtual reality uh, device. Um, their Vision Pro or whatever it's called. I forget the name of it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at $3,500, it seems a little pricey to me for the average consumer, although all their products are pricey. I get it. Uh, but that seems like it's a little out of bounds. Um, and I'm not sure where we are in the development of that market. Is it ready for prime time yet? Or is it just the very you know big time gamers and, and the like who, who are ready for that? So I'm not sure that's going to be a big revenue bump that product, and I know they're kind of touting that touting it as it as it is, um, but I'm not sure it's going to it's going to have a big revenue uh, effect at least out of the gate here. So I'm a little lukewarm on that one. I think we just slight down, um, you know. Uh, I think, and it's lately it's been kind of you know with the Nvidia news the other day. I don't think Apple did much the other day with a gigantic move in the Nasdaq about a week ago. Um, and then, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of just lukewarm, I think. Good point. When we return, we'll hear from Lex about how other stocks perform during earnings season and the big investing themes for the rest of 2024. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. 
Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, Lex, today we're talking about what this recent earnings season tells us about the markets, and we discussed those Magnificent Seven stocks. Are there any other stocks in the stock market that come to mind that jump out to you as significant during this most recent earnings season? Um, I don't know. Let's see. How about, you know, ones I saw that did pretty well, uh, Procter & Gamble, I think, mm. did okay. Um, United Airlines, surprisingly, mm-hmm. did pretty well. Um, JP Morgan had had uh, fairly decent earnings. One, th- one thing to note about them was I think they paid a big $3 billion fee or fine. I forget what they called it. So that affected revenue, but they still look pretty strong. So um, that was that was pretty impressive, despite the fact that they had a big big payment to make. Um, mm-hmm. So those that little group was interesting, um, I thought, uh, in in terms of the earnings season. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think you, you hit it, hit it, hit the nail right in the head. Those are great stocks that that did well. Um, United uh, did well. I think several of these uh, stocks did well. Coinbase was profitable again, and they had good earnings. That. I think uh, surprised a lot of us investors as well. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to turn to some of the stocks that didn't perform well um, during earnings season. And the two that stand out to me are some of the social media stocks. Even though Meta did well, we know that Pinterest and Snap struggled during earnings season. Um, what, what, what do you make about what's going on with some of these social media stocks? Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 the, the Pinterest, another one that might be beyond me in terms of my, my age demographic. <laughs> so I might, I might not have a good outlook on that, but they definitely missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. They, I think, I think what we're seeing is that, that group who, who loves that sort of social media, you know, where they're all going, right? Steven, they're going to TikTok. Mm. I can't tell you, and, and I'm producing stuff on TikTok and there's no way I should even be on it, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, so it's, it's hysterical, but I, I can't tell you how many people just use that TikTok for just about everything. It's, it's, a, it's mind boggling. Um, so maybe there's, there's, you know, a new, a new sheriff in town for, for the social media kind of folks. Um, and they're spending a lot of time on that, on, on that, that medium. Oh yeah. I mean, I know we're not in that age demographic, but I was reading the other day, about 30% of Gen Zers get their news and information from TikTok. So you're absolutely right. That could be, uh, that trend might be part of the reason that stocks like Pinterest and Snap are struggling. Uh, Lex, were there any other stocks or sectors that you noticed that struggled during this most recent earnings season? Um, Well, you know, the the obvious one, I guess Peloton, Mm -hmm. you know, coming out of the COVID era, they're, they're, I have a position on that one too. It's trading under sub five dollars, and I, I mean, I think that stock was so much higher than five dollars um, during the time. So they've got they've got a, a tall task uh, to to handle. I think going forward, um, I'm not sure how they get there either. I, I don't know what the answer is for them, but, but it's tough. They they maxed out. I think um, you know in the eight teens, you know, high teens. I believe they're under five now, so that's quite a move, right? No, you're, so, you're right about that. Peloton is is struggling for sure. Um, let, let's zoom out a bit, a little, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about some of the specific stocks and sectors and earnings season. What what do you think this 
this recent earnings season might tell us about the current state of the markets? Well, here's here, I don't know if this is the right answer. But this is what I'm thinking. I, you know, the this this market in general, right, that we're in now is to me mind-boggling. Um, we've gone through some pretty historic uh, inflationary pressure, right? Um, there's been some really interesting macro events on on the, on the horizon that have occurred. Um, we've got a couple wars going on in the world. I'm I'm just mystified at the strength of this market. I really I can't believe it. So you know the the companies still underneath are producing results, um, and they keep doing it despite uh, the cost of capital, despite what's going on geopolitically. Um, you know these technology companies they need low interest rates to to expand their business, and we don't have that exactly currently, and they're still doing it. So. You know, I, they're it, it, they're just overwhelming me. It, it, they really are. I can't believe that the the Nasdaq is where it is, the Dow is where it is. It's amazing to me. So, I mean, the sentiment feels feels good. I have been a I, I should I should say it this way. I've been a bear, okay, for thirty years. <laughs> How am I doing? Um, so it's it's it it just keeps boggling my mind that this market is so resilient. It really it really is. Yeah, no, nothing is stopping the market. At least that's how things look after you know here in the first quarter of 2024. So knowing that that earnings season has basically winded down for the most part, um, mm-hmm. and we we saw the results from these companies. What what should investors sort of do for the rest of the year? What advice would you have for investors now that we're looking at the market? Now we saw all these earnings in the first quarter of 2024. What what should investors do with all this information going forward for the rest of the year? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't, I, I can't give investment advice, but I'll give you my opinion. Um, so what I tend to see people do after an earnings season goes by, they all love to trade the earnings season, right? Because of volatility, you get, get big moves and everyone gets excited about big moves. Um, and then I see them go into the, um, you know, the the equity protection mode. Now that's that's wonderful, but you know, I, I like to see people develop an income strategy with, especially. And I'm a big options trader, so there's so many ways to do that with options. Um, if they have a portfolio, I'd like to see them, you know, use options to kind of generate income for it. I'd love to see that, especially in these in these kind of you know blah months in between er- earning cycles. Um, and there's great ways to do that. So uh, we see a lot of folks using options to do just that, right? Um, the other thing we see a lot of, which is also very effective, is instead of having um, a starting position in, a, in an equity itself, in a stock, they tend to use cash-secured cash puts, which just means they're selling puts to generate some income. They've done their homework on the fundamentals of the stock in question. And then if they get the stock put to them because you know their short put falls into money, they're happy to have it. They're willing to take control of the stock, but they're using that that method to generate income month in and month out. If they get it put to them, they'll sell a call against it. It's called a wheel strategy, and they generate income that way as well. So we see a lot of that. I think it's those are those are pretty effective strategies. Uh, assuming you do your you do some of your homework. Yeah, you should absolutely do your homework. Speak to a financial advisor before doing anything like that. I absolutely would agree with that uh, for, yep. for our listeners to, to reach out to a financial professional for, for those sort of things. Uh, real quick, you know, if you could predict what's going to happen in the second quarter 
of this year in terms of earnings. What will be the big theme? Will it be the continuation of the AI boom? Will it be interest rates? What, or maybe something else? What do you think that big theme might be in the next earnings season? Um, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble here. But uh, probably, maybe not this one, maybe the next one, but how this election plays out. Mm. So, you know, we may start seeing the... Um, you know, where, which, which direction the election is heading, um, and who the contestants are, although we, we probably know who they are, but, uh, uh, and, and, you know, if there's any push one way or the other, we might see some sort of market movement relative to that. Um, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm paying attention to, to, to everything that's going on there, uh, a good bit as, as, as the year wears on here. Um, so, and I think, you know, you mentioned AI, Steve, I think, I don't think that's going away. I'm trying to figure out how it fits into our trading business, right? Um, it's not quite there yet, but you know, these things make strides that you can't even imagine um, in the technology world. So I think AI is gonna is here to stay. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see where it plays out in, in the trading part of our world, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah, well, definitely something to look forward to in 2024. Well, uh, Lex, thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast to discuss this recent earnings season. Uh, before we wrap up the show, I just have one final question for you, Lex, and it's the most mm -hmm. important question for today's discussion. That question for you is, if you could master a skill without any work, what would mm -hmm. it be? Does it have to be in the trading world? Does not have to be in trading, could be anything. Anything. I would love to learn how to play well a musical instrument. That's what I would love to do. Yeah, I can see why that's beneficial. That's a good one. Oh my God, yes. <laughs>